ranked choice voting works. It costs less than holding runoff elections. And studies show it's popular with voters and reduces negative attacks. That's why cities and states are looking to ranked choice voting to improve their elections. Would ranked choice voting help in your community? Find out more at fairvote.org. Waymo TV is filmed for a live studio audience being held against their will. Oh, fuck off. We got the wonderful and comedic Joyelle Nicole on the show today. Need I say more? You know, you got Love Joy on Peacock. Just look that shit up. Also, you know, we have a musical performance from the House of Representatives. Representatives, Glam Punk. BJ. BJ in New York, we're going to head on over to you. Need some help. Can't carry this through. Hello, everyone. I'm BJ Mendelson, and I am joined today by Joyelle, the wonderful Joyelle, who has a new special coming out on Peacock. Please tell us all about it. Hello, everyone. Hey, BJ. How you doing? Um, my special is called Love Joy, and it's already on Peacock. It came out last year, and I was nominated for a Critics' Choice Award for it. So check check that out. Nice. And you're working on something new right now, I believe. Well, see, the thing about being a comedian, excuse me, the thing about being a comedian is that you're always got to be working on something. Everyone's always asking, what are you working on? It's the whole premise of this interview. Mm-hmm. So I got to work on the next hour. And right. there is nothing more daunting than having to wipe all of your material that you have depended on for a decade right. <laughs> and start fresh and just be like, oh, what? what's new that's funny so that is what i am currently working on right now getting this new hour together nice. so is that what is it about like a a 10-year chunk that you, that you work on and then that becomes a special and then you is i'm just trying to understand like how that how you break well, that down so basically what i found out from one of my elders her name is gina yashere that's my big sister in comedy she was just basically saying that usually a comedian's first special is a culmination of everything that they have done to that point so i've been in comedy 15 years so we're talking about 15 years of material some of the things that i mentioned in my special were like the first joke i wrote was about my mother sending me to asthma camp and i was like i can't not put the (laughs) asthma camp joke in my special like that you have to do a shout out to when you first started comedy so it's like that culmination and now I'm trying to wipe the slate clean and it's a daunting task. Right. Well, let's, let's go back to the very beginning. Like what, what was that moment where you're like, I'm going to be a comedian. Like that, that was the moment you knew this was the thing that you had to do. Um, I think it was when I was about 15 years old, my mother had HBO and that was a big deal to have as a kid in the nineties. Cause there was so much stuff we weren't supposed to be watching on there you know, like real sex and all these taxi cab confessions. <laughs> and it was George Carlin that I absolutely fell in love with. And when I saw him do um, political material, it just opened up my heart where I was like, oh, I could be funny and be political and have a message because he changed my mind about stand up. He changed my mind about religion. He changed my mind about politics and it made me laugh about it. So that's when I had the inkling, but I never thought I'd have the guts to do it when I was 15. The what, 
what direction were you heading in like as a career before you finally were like, all right, I'm going to make that break? I was trying to be in acting. So I moved out to Los Angeles after I graduated from college and my sister and brother are out there. They're writers. And we were just trying to make it in that way. And I, I kept going to stand up comedy clubs and I was like, oh, I remember that desire from when I was a kid watching Carlin. So, you know, I was like, let me hang out at stand-up and hang out around stand-ups. And that's when I was like, oh, I think I can do this. I'm just scared. <laughs> so it was the inkling to just always want to be an entertainer. Right. Did you find having done the acting courses that it made it a little easier to be on stage? Um, yes, exactly. I, would, I did musical theater in high school and I did a couple of plays in college. So I already had that ability to get up in front of people. But the funniest part was that um, I had a huge case of stage fright when I was in high school. And when I would audition, I would get a lump in my throat that would cause me to start crying before I could get any words out. But I knew that I, that's what I wanted to do. So I kept doing it. And by senior year in high school, everybody was like, Joyelle's not crying anymore. <laughs> One of my teachers said that. She was like, give a round of applause for Joyelle. This is the first audition she hasn't cried. I was like, thanks, biatch. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find like that was so like you, you had to psych yourself up to get past that, basically? Like that that's really fascinating. That's Oh, absolutely. Like a fighter. I'm sure fighters, you know, be in the mirror, like shadow boxing and stuff. I was like, oh, you can do this. You can do this. And then you get up there and cry. And it's like, oh, maybe I'll do it next time. <laughs> well, what do you find is the the best source of material that, that now that you're looking for new stuff? Like what what is it that you gravitate towards? And you're like, I can really mind this. Um, to the chagrin of my partner, he is the focus of a lot of the material. And I'm like, hey, boo, we've been in a pandemic for two years. You're the only person I've seen. So there right. right. <laughs> have to make material about you because I was out of the world before making yeah. material about that. So um, I talk about him a lot on stage and just basically personal stuff. You know, comedians talk about people stealing jokes from each other. And I realize you, the more personal you are, that's harder to, you yes. know, for anyone to fake. And that's what I've always loved when people tell personal stories. That's, I remember that uh, there was a guy that was stealing Patton Oswalt stuff, uh, like right down to his mannerisms. And someone had brought it up to Patton's attention. He said, I can't, you know, you can't stop someone from stealing, but you can be the most authentic you that you can be. Yeah. And that's the the exact thing about it mm -hmm. that's awesome that we're like that's that's just a great message i think for people to hear too is to really be yourself mm -hmm. be yourself yeah because i mean if a white guy wants to talk about his experience as a black woman in america <laughs> uh be my guest <laughs> steal my jokes if you want to that might come out inauthentic <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> hey it's me god i know it's been a while and I haven't been the best dad, especially this century. Well, I was going through some shit, and you know what? I'm not going to talk about it. All you need to know is that I'm doing commercials now. I've got bills to pay, too. Do you have any idea how much I just lost on crypto? A lot. A lot. And so now God needs your money. Like, for real this time. Not like all those other times every Sunday. You know who else needs your money? 
B.J. Mendelson. So give them $5 by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash B.J. Mendelson. That website again is buymeacoffee.com slash B.J. Mendelson. Buymeacoffee.com slash B.J. Mendelson. And if you don't give B.J. your money, you and I are going to have problems. Big ones. Hi, I'm Mike Reese. I've been writing for The Simpsons for 30 years. But in my spare time, I travel. I've been to Iran, Iraq, the North Pole, the South Pole, Chernobyl. (laughs) These are my vacations, folks. I've even been to North Korea. That's the scary Korea. It's all in my new travel podcast on the Believe Network called What Am I Doing Here? It's fast, it's funny, and it's factual enough. You'll hear how I was robbed in Rio, kidnapped in Honduras, dangled from a cliff in Pakistan, and chased by a lady with a meat cleaver again in Honduras. I had a lot of problems in Honduras. Each week I visit all the world's hot spots and hell holes so you don't have to. You're welcome. Download and subscribe to What Am I Doing Here? wherever you get your podcasts. So, so now that we, so like once you've found something, you know, this show really focuses on like creative process. So, what, how do you go about taking that thing and starting to, like, let's say with your partner, you're taking it and starting to break it down into uh, this is a stage and you know, this is a joke and then this is the hunk and then this is the set? Um, I guess the breakdown for me is like what what's driving me right now you know what's bugging me i love to to explore what bugs me and what's bugging me right now like most women who i'm 40 i just turned 40 and it's like we always get asked when are you having a baby why haven't you had a baby yet you know so it's such a relatable uh concept because of the fact that all women get asked it so i'm exploring that right now of do i want to have a baby uh, y'all, you parents don't seem to like your kids. I don't know if parents know this, but <laughs> they don't seem to like their children. So that's where it's like just exploring what am I experiencing right now? What's bugging me? What's, you know, making me annoyed? Because I can't talk about the happy stuff because that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> is there, a, how do you keep, how do you keep track of everything? Like, do you, is there a notebook or do you have a, like, do you keep in an email or a text file on your phone? My notes app is chaotic i mean there's a headline there's a new headline each day like (laughs) random amsterdam story or you know like i don't know if i want a baby is a headline (laughs) of one of my notes apps so i'll just kind of keep that consistent and sometimes i take it old school and write down in my planner or my notebook but the notes app has been my friend uh, a lot lately what's What's the best piece of advice that you've ever got? My best piece of advice as a stand-up was when I first started comedy, a guy told me if I'm having a conversation with someone and I'm making them laugh, then that's potential for material. And that's where I found all of my material in the beginning because, you know, it's like when you're new at comedy, you don't really know it's funny. And it's like, oh, what's naturally funny in your life? This story, I'm like, girl, you ain't gonna believe what happened to me. Any story that starts like that is... (laughs) Right. potential for stand-up and i have plenty of those 
Now, what's so shoe on the other foot? Like, if you had to give advice mm-hmm. to other creative uh, creatives out there, what would it be? I have learned. So, I started in Los Angeles, and a lot of people do not start comedy there. And what I learned in LA was about networking and showing up. So, what I know as a comedian is showing up is just as important as getting on the stage. Because a lot of comedians, especially New York comedians, they like, if I'm, if I'm not on the show, I'm not going to hang out. You know, what are we hanging out for? But in L.A., I learned hanging out can mean you meet Patton Oswalt at Comedy Store. And then Patton's like, hey, I need an opener this weekend in, you know, Bumble, Minnesota. And that's how I've gotten gigs of just standing there and somebody being like, you. <laughs> Joyelle, you're nice, you're kind, you're funny. Come hang out with me in this boring town in the Midwest. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to be alone there. <laughs> yeah. So hang out, you know, hanging out. That's networking. That's playing golf with CEOs, you know. Now, would you say, this is something that was more pre-pandemic, and I don't know what it'll be after, right? But yeah. So on that, on that debate of whether or not you have to move to L.A., to like work in the entertainment business, you would fall on the side of like, you have to be as a comedian. I think you need to be in New York. However, many people have taught me that, you know, you can make it in LA. You can absolutely make it in LA, but it's what do you want to make it as for me? I wanted to get good at stand up. I wanted to get good at the art of stand up. And there's no comparison, you know, like New York, maybe London might be, but, um, the amount of time you can get on stage is just, um, you know, it's not comparable to any other city, really. This is Rosie Tran from Rosie and BJ Save the World, a podcast asking big questions and discussing how to solve these big issues. This is a podcast for people just like you who ask, has the war on drugs been successful? Do we need universal basic income? Should we legalize sex work? Go to rosieandbjsavetheworld.com to get more confused. Commercials suck, and hopefully one day we won't need them. But until that day comes, we have bills to pay, brother. What the fuck is this copy? I I don't know, man. BJ wrote it, and I think he was high when he did it. How do you know he was high? I just, I read through it, and I just have a, I don't know, man, just read it. (laughs) What kind of bills do we have to pay? Well, for starters, you wouldn't believe how much it costs to feed a super intelligent ape who wants to kill Superman? Yes. At first he said he would pay BJ rent, but then some asshole told the ape about squatters', squatters rights? Yep. And he's a supervillain, you know, so he stopped paying rent, and now we all kind of work for him? He's a terrible boss. One time he was eating some guy's face and just left the rest of him in the middle of the floor. I guess it's better than working at Amazon, though. Anyway, the apes got this cool-ass setup in the basement of BJ's mom's house. You should see it. There's this kick-ass pool down there. I have no idea how you get a huge pool in the basement of a small house, but he found a way. Separate lines. He found a way. Now, if only... The ape could remember to take out the garbage in his office before he leaves for the weekend. Everyone else does it. That includes Stephen Wheat, who works in accounting and shits out of his mouth. (laughs) 
anyway, that's what's going on here in Harriman, New York, home home of the... Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure he was high, but let's just get back to it. <laughs> now, let's get back to the show. Who's someone that you wanna, would want to give a shout out to who you think like doesn't maybe get the attention and spotlight that, that they should? Ooh, shout out, attention, spotlight. You put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I already shouted out Gina, my big sis. Um, my friend Vanessa Fraction, she's an amazing comedian from uh, Chicago, but she's down in Atlanta. And she basically like took me on the road when I was first starting and she's a great stand-up comedian. So I love Gina, Gina Yashiri and Vanessa Fraction. Those are my girls. Nice. Uh, where, where can we find this, oh, the, the specials on Peacock yes. right now? Like, so what's, how, how can we find that? And tell us where else we can find your stuff on the web. Yeah. I think if you type love joy into Peacock, it comes up. A lot of friends were being like, I typed J O Y and other things came up. And I'm like, look, Peacock got to fix its UI. They got to fix. <laughs> they, do. they do. All of y'all do HBO. Only one who got it together, I think, is Netflix because they've been doing it the longest. But everybody got to fix their um, their operating system. So, yeah. Joelle Nicole, you can put me on Peacock and it should come up. Love, Joy. And I have an album called Yell Joy that is available everywhere. And I'm just Joelle Nicole on the Instagrams and the Twitters. The last question for you is, tell, tell me a little bit about the special. Like, was that... What was it like, you know, getting the opportunity to, to have your own special on, on such a huge, huge platform, right? Like, what, what's that thought that goes through your head when you find that out? I think the thought is like, what's happening? And I don't believe it. You know, it's so weird when you, you're working towards a dream and then the dream comes true and you're like, okay, I don't trust it. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> because I literally, I did Jimmy Fallon. I did the Tonight Show coming out of the pandemic on May 5th of last year. And it was so fresh out of the pandemic that I think I was only the third person that they allowed in the studio, the third standup. And I couldn't bring anybody with me. I was alone. I talked to Jimmy for less than five minutes before the show started. And I did not speak to him after. And then I found out a couple of weeks later, he wanted to produce my first special. And I was like, huh? (laughs) Okay. Yes. And it turned out he said it was because I was kind and funny. And that really resonated to like to me to be like, I want to be, you know, a kind person and a and a nice person because there's so many trash bags in this industry. Yeah. <laughs> and Jimmy is luckily a sweetheart. So um, you know, having my first special produced by uh Jimmy Fallon is unreal. It's and I and I was the first like straight stand-up special that Peacock did, so I was like, I think Lauren Michaels knows who I am. I he should. It's, it's strange. <laughs> it's so strange. And let me just ask real quick about the name. So it's called Lovejoy, but what was the what was the point of origination for that name? Um, it's you know it's uh so when my when Yelljoy came, one of my friends Ramon Rivas. That's another guy I would give a shout out to out of um Ohio. He was like, Yelljoy is the, the funny is the funny name because it's the opposite of my name together. And then when I was like, Lovejoy, I shout I'm a Simpsons fan. I'm a Simpsons same, fan same. from the Tracy Ullman show. Okay. Nice. I'm an 80s baby. And I, my mother would call me to say Simpsons is on. And it's Reverend Lovejoy always. 
<laughs> I was like, I love joy. So <laughs> that's the, um, you know, it's a little play on my name, but also what I want to put out into the world. Nice. Do you have a, do you have a particular like line from Reverend Love, love Joy? I don't don't even think I have a particular lot. It's just an essence, you know? (laughs) I love his attitude. Like, I love his persona. Exactly. Like, I wish. Right. You've been great. I I really just love that you took the time, just as we're starting out with this show. So, um, thank you. I've been a huge fan. Going back to, like, I've been following you for, I feel like, ages on Twitter. I just, like, you're on, like, that list I have that people don't see, right, where it's, these are the accounts you really want to follow. So thank you for all the jokes. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I really do. Because it's, like, you know, from funny person to funny person, (laughs) you're you're way better at the Twitter than me. But, (laughs) hey, I work on it. So I appreciate that compliment from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And thank you so much. And is there anything that you want to mention before we before we go? I mean, you know, everybody get therapy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I get you agree. some therapy. That's my, my parting message. Thank you so much. Joy on the call, everyone. Thank you. Ah, thank Bye. you. Well, that's our show. And uh, our, our apologies to the band. You know, we kind of just ran out of time. That's kind of the, uh, that's the nature of things. It's the, it's the name of the game. Hey, hey, hey. Vaped Crusaders comes out on the 20th of every month. The 20th. You can't smoke that in here. Oh, wait. What day is it now? Do I look like a fucking calendar to you? Hey, man, I don't need all the attitude and stuff you know i don't i don't need it well i don't need your face your vape or your are those air jordan 3 ogs yeah yes those are 4500 sneakers i know they're pretty sweet yeah they are no wait i don't like you don't make me like you i'm not man i'm just out here i'm just trying to relax dude i'm on to you pal you're trying to do some Jedi mindfuck bullshit, and <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's what it's called. I don't think that's the thing. You want to play mind games with me, motherfucker? All right, let's dance. Sorry. Um, make sure to tune in to Vape Crusaders. New episodes are going to drop every month on the 20th right here on Weibo.tv. Okay, your, your, your middle name is Macho. But uh, I'm wondering if you ever cry. You ever Has a Macho Man ever cried? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. It's okay for macho men to show every emotion available right there, you know, because I've cried a thousand times. I'm going to cry some more. But... 
I've soared with the eagles and I've slithered with the snakes and I've been everywhere in between. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life and that there are no guarantees. Yeah. And they understand this. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes a quitter. Nobody said life was easy. So if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up and fight again. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, please take a minute and leave us a review. Yes, we know you're busy and every podcast asks you to do this, but there's a good reason they do. Because every time you leave a review, that review helps more people find and listen to the show. And you know what that means for you? More great episodes of Weiwo.tv. So what are you waiting for? Take out your phone and leave us a review right now before you move on to something else and forget about us. And we'll see you next time, right?